Hello, deadly people. Welcome to Rising, Thriving, and Vibing podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Tipwin, a digital creator, entrepreneur, and a deadly auntie. This show is about healing, humor, and deadly vibes. Here to rise, thrive, and vibe together. Dance nitoti mak. Hello, friends. I'm glad you're back for your bi-weekly dose of deadliness. We are chilling in the late evening, 9 p.m. at night. It's because I accidentally took like a two-hour nap, but I made it. We are here and I'm ready to get started. There is traffic going by and I think it also rained so you can just like hear that in the background and that's that. I got my bottle of water with me, my two notebooks, and I have a whole new setup, thank gosh, and I'm just loving it. But let's get started. What's today's episode about? In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about being new to dating again and how the past pops up when you're talking to someone new and learning how to be vulnerable. This week's Cree theme is short vowels. So stay tuned till the ending segment to find out what Cree word of the week is. Updates. So the past two weekends ago, we had our long weekend, which was Thanksgiving Day weekend. And during that weekend, it was Prince Albert Powell, the big bad res of PA. And that's where I was supposed to go. Like I had everything planned out. I gamed until this day. I was going to go to the Powell during this one day and camp the night. But it didn't end up working out. And I did want to see some entrepreneur friends, some TikTok friends, and some gaming friends. And just nothing worked out. Honestly, things happened for a reason. And I'm glad things went the way it did. So instead of me going to the powwow, I gamed all weekend. Well, until Sunday then, I went back to my reserve. I camped the night. Then we had a big family supper. I didn't stay too long just because I don't like traveling during the dark and it was already around that time. I'm like, all right, I'm going to head out. I'm done here. So I didn't spend too much time with my family, but I did as much as I could. We all have our own separate lives. Pretty much everyone just went and ate at my cookums. Once they were done, they bailed out. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I can do that too, but I'm just going to go back to the city. That's what I did. I went to see my kuka, my mushroom. I even hugged my family like, who dis? I don't do that shit. But things change and honestly, we're just starting to say I love you more. And we're trying to do hugs more. Well, that's what I noticed within my family. Because we never used to do that shit before. And times have been changing. We're learning how to show affection with each other short and sweet visit then I got in shit from my uncle saying like you should come visit more your kuka and mushum are getting older and all this stuff so I'm like yeah you right you right uncle but I don't know when the next time I'm gonna go down it's nice to get some peace and quiet but when everyone is all in the go mode it's so hard to just see people and just chill with them because they're always gone so that's why I don't really go back to the res but I guess I probably should You know, it's getting colder, winter is coming, I'm going to be staying in the city more just because slippery roads, snowstorms, and all that good shit is coming our way. 
but that's what I did instead of going to the powwow. Once I got an update from my fam saying like it wasn't a good vibe, it was off, and I was just glad that I didn't go then. Especially when they said the vibe was off, the energy was off. I'm like, wow, I wonder like what's going on over there. I'm just glad it worked out the way it should. I spent my time with my community, I spent time with my family, and that's all that mattered. And I'm trying to catch up on my hours at work, so my next update is I worked this past weekend! Holy shit! Am I ever exhausted? Especially working throughout the weekend. Like, all I want to do is just chill, relax, and not do anything, and just game. But since I rarely work the weekends, I picked them up because there wasn't as much shifts during the week. Or like I only had a few of them that I'm like, well, let me just work the weekend. Who cares? It just like worked out because not much people come to my stream during the weekend since they're all out and about. So I'm like, well, this makes sense. Let me just work. And everyone just decided to pop in my streams during the weekend. I'm like, yo, the times I booked to work, y'all want to come join my stream? And there were short streams though. So I was pretty sad about that. I was just real tempted to call in sick, but at my job during the weekends, we're always short-staffed, so I had to go be there with my youth, so that's what I did. And my last update is, I got a new gaming setup. My community encouraged me to get a new desk, to get new upgrades to my stuff because they're like, they were sick of me just struggling on my old desk. Like, there was no room for a big-ass mouse keypad. And I only had, like, a really small one that barely moved around because of how wide my desk was. The width was so short, I was just struggling. Like, I even threw my mouse off of my desk how many times? Because I was trying to build and shit for gaming. But since I got paid from Twitch, I was able to buy a new desk a new mouse pad and an armrest. I am slowly making these upgrades, which is nice because I want to become a full-time streamer. I want to be a full-time content creator and I'm doing all this shit just so I can improve my game and my gaming as well. Like I'm on that grind. I love my desk. I love my setup now. It just it's amazing. It's just it fits perfectly where it's supposed to be. And that's what I wanted. And that's what I'm working with. I know eventually once I move into a bigger place, my desk is going to get bigger. And I'm looking forward to that. Like I have this dream desk set from Ikea. And once I make the move and all this stuff, I am going to save up and get that desk. Because that's my dream desk right there. That is it for updates. Let's move on. On to my most asked question. How are you healing? And if you're a first-time listener, what I mean by that is, what are you doing to take care of your mental health, either today or from this past week? Lately, I've been into music. Music is my therapy when I want to get lost in the sauce. I'll blast my music and I'll game and it just changes my mood. Or I disassociate and get lost in gaming. Either or, at least, I can escape my thoughts. 
Like, I've been listening to throwbacks, especially when it comes to country, the stuff that I used to listen to when I was a kid, some throwbacks from party days because my youth from work had been listening to that, or music that just puts me in a calming mood, and I am grateful for that. I'm also healing by pulling myself out of a dark place that I've been struggling mentally in. Like for the past month, I've been just working on my mental health, releasing shit, crying, and all this shit. Like I've been going through it low key. Like I shared with my stream, I even had a mental breakdown on stream. Like I was just going through it and I let everyone know. I told them, I'm like, once I'm ready to start sharing with you all, I'll share it. But right now, I can't because it's just so fresh. And I was struggling with that. I was fucking crying for like two fucking weeks straight, y'all. It was crazy. You know, you got to release shit. You got to feel your shit and you have to get through your shit. And that's what I've been doing. I quit a bad habit. I'll be hitting one month soon. And things are finally turning around for the good. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I'm still here. I'm grateful for my supports that I have and the people that I have in my life. Like if it wasn't for them, holy shit, I'd be fucking struggling AF. But here we are. I am here. I am healing. And I'm pushing through. Lastly, I'm healing by being okay with opening up to someone again. Which is weird, because I never used to do this shit, but I feel like once you meet that right person, you'll be okay doing that. And I'm actually okay with doing that with this someone that we'll be talking about here soon. That is what I have to share with how I'm healing this week. How about you? Say it to yourself or say it out loud. Alright, let's move on to our question portion. So for this one, I have like three sets of questions and I'm just going to share a little bit about myself and my background just so y'all can get a refresher or if you're new here, you can get a little taste of my background. So do you just ever mind your own business, phone dry as fuck and just not talking to anyone? Then boom, someone just decides to pop in your life. Honestly, that's what I was doing. But I had this urge to message this guy that stood out to me. Like, what? (laughs) He stood out to me. So I sent that DM, I shot my shot, and I did what I did. Here we are, almost two months later. It's crazy how time has flown by. It just felt like I just started talking to him and all of a sudden we're here. Anyway... As many of you know, and I did share it within my past podcast episodes and within my streams, both on TikTok and Twitch, that I used to be toxic, anti-toxic. I didn't care about others and would treat guys shitty, especially if I liked them. I kept my guard up and protected myself. Well, so I thought. I used to have an avoidant attachment and I couldn't commit to someone. I felt suffocated, and that's just how I was. That was me being anti-toxic. I used to manipulate for entertainment. I was a hurt person hurting others. 
that's how I used to be as anti-toxic. I'm accountable for my shit and I am actively healing my shit. I usually share it on my streams and my lives because I want to be accountable for my own actions and try correct it or better myself. But you get the point how I used to be. Before I used to be in a long-term relationship, it was about like five and a half years, six years, I was shacked the fuck up. It was toxic. I had beliefs that I didn't believe in marriage and I didn't want to have kids. But those beliefs were because I was in that relationship with someone for how many years of my life. Then once that relationship ended, my mindset changed. Like, it was a blessing in disguise. I started to come out of my shell. I started to become who I was meant to be. And I started having those beliefs that I wanted to have kids. I wanted to get married. I want to stick with someone and have a four-lifer with me where we can have future kids together. And it's crazy how it took a breakup to realize that. Because I had old beliefs where I didn't want any of that. Then once this blessing in disguise happened, I wanted them. But once I left that toxic relationship, that's where I became toxic myself. And that's where I became anti-toxic. Because I didn't want to get hurt again. I didn't want to go through that shit. So that's where I started treating others shitty because I was hurt. Once I had that toxic phase, I had that drinking phase. Then I also decided to walk the red road, aka get sober from alcohol. And I did that. I remember my first year of sobriety. I tried to date someone, but I couldn't. I backed away so quick because of the red flags that person held and I knew I wouldn't be able to be there for them because they were recently sober too and I was working on my own shit trying to stay sober and you know distract myself from not drinking and that's when I knew I wasn't like ready for a relationship and I couldn't commit Well, I did commit for like two weeks, then I just felt so suffocated and I had to bail out. And that's what I did. Then, like from there, I'm like, yeah, I can do dating right now. I need to heal myself more. And that's what I've been doing. I've been working on myself. I've even went to therapy, but that was before though, like during that time. I've been trying to learn from my past and to improve it for like a healthy relationship and it's so freaking hard because all I was used to was straight toxicity toxic habits toxic responses and just being toxic in general I had to unlearn so many things and learn all these new healthy things that were introduced to me from my friends and my some of my family and it was so freaking hard I wanted to go back to what was familiar and I knew I couldn't. That would just be the same pattern, the same toxic cycle. And once I started working on myself, you know, working on that self-love, that's where my awareness came in and I started looking at my future partner's potentials and like what I would prefer if I wanted to date someone. 
So I always like started writing shit down, what I wanted in a relationship, especially a healthy one. I wrote it all down, and if a person didn't meet any of those, I would communicate that with that other person and just say bye, like I was done with it. But sometimes they come popping back in your life, and you just gotta keep on putting those boundaries into place. So, one of my questions is, do you believe the past comes knocking when you're doing better? Or when you start to date someone? Honestly, after talking to this person and wanting a relationship out of it, I did start to notice that my past wants to pop up. Like, I would get text messages from my past trying to like say what's up or if this is my same number and all this stuff. And my responses were always like, who's this? You know? Because <laughs> I didn't want to let them know that I still have this number or things like that. Then once they couldn't reach me by my number, they would go to my social medias where I didn't block them. I'm like, holy fuck, man, y'all are going this far just to try get a hold of me? It's crazy. Like, I'm doing better and you want to try come back in my in my life where you made it shitty. Anyways, once they started to try reach out to me on my socials, I blocked them right away. I'm not going to go through this shit again. You're not worth my time. I'm just going to go with a block. And that's what I did. Like I'm at this point in my life where blocking is easy for me and I can easily do that. And I did ask this question with my community on Snapchat. And they had similar answers to what I just said. Like they'll be living their life with someone new. And they'll have an ex or someone from the past pop in their life again trying to apologize and state their feelings. And they just weren't having it. I felt that. And I felt their responses to them saying that shit. And that's... What I have for that question, I do believe the past comes knocking when you're doing better, especially if you're dating someone new. My next question is, if you start to date someone new, do you get more people interested in you? Do you see the difference from being single and in a relationship? I also asked this question to my Snapchat community as well, and they did notice that more people become interested in them once they have someone new in their life. And I agree with that. On stream, I always tell people that I am married and that's it. And they just keep coming back in my stream asking if I still am. Or I'll start getting messages now saying like, hey beautiful, or I'll get weird ass messages too. Like I'm not even going to say them on here because some of them are just so freaking inappropriate. Like I just can't with them. But some of the responses I got from this, from my snap Snapchatters <laughs> were pretty interesting. Like some of them posted someone, then all of a sudden their, their old snags would get mad at them because they have someone new. And they're like, well, they didn't set those intentions with me. So I started something with this person. I'm like, well, that's true. They had no intentions of like having this relationship. They just wanted probably that attention from that person. 
and now they lost it. Anyways, I had very interesting conversations with my Snapchatters, and they all kind of aligned somehow, some way. This is the beginning of something, y'all, and I know this person has potential. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this adventure, this journey with this person. Since I have someone new in my life, and I have a variety of audiences listening to this podcast, I am a survivor of sexual abuse, and I want to come from that perspective because I know dating and being vulnerable is tough at times, especially when you're a survivor. So my last question is, how do you be vulnerable with someone as an SA survivor? I did struggle with this throughout my life. I couldn't stand men. I didn't feel safe around them, except like for certain ones coming from my family and some close friends. I felt safe there. But other than that, I didn't feel safe around them. I was just like, fuck men. Like, like that was my mindset. And I couldn't be vulnerable with someone. And that's where I was a hurt person hurting other guys that I liked. And I can't change the way I treated them. Like, I can change the way I am now, especially with my future partner. So how do you be vulnerable with someone as an essay survivor? My first one is get to know yourself first. This is where you're going to find where your triggers are, where they're coming from, and how you can work through it, how you can handle it, and what you can do to try and work on it. Eventually, you'll learn to accept and love yourself. But this takes time. It took so much time for me to actually get to know myself and to understand what triggers me and how I can handle it. And it will take time for you as well. My second one is, as a former avoidant attachment, I couldn't communicate for shit. But I knew I wanted to better myself. So I started working on communicating. I started working on committing to shit. I just started working on myself and giving myself self-love kind of thing. So I did things that probably will be small to you, but to me, they're fucking huge. I started working on my communication skills with my family. I started taking workshops to better my communicating skills. I started to network to introduce myself and all this shit so I can better myself with communicating. It started with my family then eventually my friends. I started to share how I feel and I started responding because I have a bad habit of not responding. All I do is just read the message and I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll respond whenever I can. But now I try to do better. Like I am on R&R now, if anyone knows what that is on iMessage. I never used to have it. I used to just be undelivered because I didn't want people to know when I read the message, but now it's set there. I started to do phone calls more. I started to check in with friends and family. I even started to do voice notes, FaceTiming, all these things that I never did before. I started to do and to introduce them into my life. It was so hard at first because it was something new. It put me out of my comfort zone. As I kept doing it, it started to become easier. Great now. I've been working on saying I love you to my family and hugging them more. And we don't do that shit. So giving those awkward hugs 
is pretty weird right now, but I know eventually it'll get better. I started committing to my jobs. I started committing to living at one spot, one place, because I usually move every single year or every eight months. At this place I'm at, I've been here for two years now. Like, what the fuck? Who am I? (laughs) I've been at my job for one year now. I've been at my other job for a year and a half. Like, it's these small things that I didn't realize how much of an impact that they made on my own personal life that I've been trying to be better at. And from being an avoidant attachment, I'm now an anxious attachment. So I've been working my way to become secure. And that's like my goal and to better myself pretty much. And my last one is take your time, especially when you want to share important things. When you're ready to share information with your partner, do it when you're ready. Don't just feel pressured that you got to share this information. Do it when you're okay to share it, when you're in the right headspace, when you know you can trust your partner, but take your time. That's three things on how you can be vulnerable with someone as an essay survivor. And I want to thank you all for making it this far into the episode. I didn't realize how long it was going to be, but I appreciate you all. All right, let's move on to Cree word of the week. So this week I have short vowels. Let me shake up the jar. Open it. And choose. All right, this week's Cree word of the week is Gia, Gia, you or your Gia, you, Gia, you. And that is Cree word of the week. Thank you all for listening. I will see you all on the next episode. Thank you to those that listen. I appreciate you all. If you want to stay updated, please give a follow at Rising, Thriving, and Vibing Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Stay deadly, and I'll catch you all on the next episode.